Last time on Almost Heroes. Uh, episode 12, Family Matters. Basically picking up where we left off of having the combat interaction with the assassin that had attacked Constable Chav, had assassinated Brongrim, uh, which we discovered was Rangrim's daughter. It all ends with uh, Cosmo having to square up against Sigrid uh, in the fight for Boulder Fist because Cosmo thanks to Rangrim's uh, perfect match of a seal, was able to forge a letter posing himself, basically inheriting Brongrim's seal and seat of the council. And uh, I honestly, that's about as much as I can remember right now. I'm struggling so hard. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you got laser focus on today's battle. the Almost Heroes stream, a mostly actual play 5th uh, edition D&D adventure. We left yeah. off with you essentially walking into the ring uh, in the center of, you can see on the map here, it's actually directly north of one, kind of in the middle of this dirt pathway. People are surrounding them in this kind of like large oval, think like a, a mosh pit at a concert. Mm -hmm. And you've just walked into the ring against Sigrid, who is wearing this dark steel armor with these spikes coming off of it everywhere fully plated up and then is wielding two morning stars which are essentially kind of like flails with these big blades on them uh think mm -hmm. the uh the wraith king from lord of the rings and she's she's wielding two of those and that is where we are going to pick up episode 13 heart of the underdog you, uh, the crowd is absolutely going nuts right now. And you, you probably, like, I can imagine, Cosmo, that you're, like, it's probably gone, like, it's quieted for you. Like, things have kind of, like, you are focused 100% mm -hmm. on this and, like, things have kind of muted in your head and you just hear, like, this kind of ringing. Um, but you've essentially walked out in your father's ceremonial uh, paladin armor with, you know, your shield and your war pick. And Sigrid is about 25 feet in front of you. And uh, we can actually switch over to the astral map to give everyone a look at what this battlefield looks like. So many things. I have two monitors and I'm still short space here. Well, that's it, my friends. We could probably even get a pretty little simple, bit closer. Pretty simple. I wanted to give a, a plenty of room to move around um, so that we could, we could do this. But um, yeah, so... You can probably zoom out a little bit if you want. Give us a little bit more room. Sure. Um, but yeah, so you walk into this uh, field and Sigrid spinning her her morning star kind of slams it into the ground, sinking it about halfway, halfway in and looks over at you and goes, all right, let's do this. So you're the one who claims to be Brongren's successor. It's funny. Never heard of you before. And you, uh, Sigrid, is it? You're the one that claims to have the blood of, uh, Garn, is it? It's funny, uh, yeah. I don't think it's in your blood, but we're gonna find out. Well, uh, what are we waiting for? Let's roll some initiative. Let's. Glenn, Glenn is walking around asking anyone who's like, hey, who you got? I got 
two to one odds. We got the underdog. He's a, he's a scrappy little fellow. I've seen him take a lot of hits. I assume he can probably deal some to anybody. Bets, bets, and I'm just collecting, collecting bets. <laughs> Raindrum's just going to reach over and grab his entire coin purse and throw it to you and say, putting all of it on our boy. That's 393 gold. It's, uh, it's real big. You anybody else want in on this action? We got a, a big pot going the way of the winner. Anybody? Oh, do you want me to play as a as a? You tell player? me if anybody wants <laughs> <PC>? to bet. <laughs> Is this something that people bet on? The fate of their town? Um, yeah. Uh, let me do something here. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say that you're able to get about eight people that kind of come up to you and I'll roll all right you get you get essentially like an average of two gold each from them so you're essentially like 16 gold you get from different people uh, that are I'll say that they kind of uh, it's kind of split a little bit we'll just do a split even And uh, once I see them start to do their thing, uh, buttons closed, buttons closed. Come, uh, come meet me after the battle. We'll, uh, we'll pay out our dues, and I start to walk away. <laughs> nice. All right. Are we uh, ready to do this, Cosmo? I am ready. So I appreciate that. That gave me at least a couple of minutes to kind of like. You know, and Cosmo just doesn't even hear it. Like, all he can see is just the dwarf in front of him, honestly. And um, so he doesn't even hear the betting going on. Um, and since it's Cosmo's turn, um, the first thing that he's going to do is use his uh, bonus objective uh, to cast Vow of Enmity onto Sigrid. Um, which gives me advantage on all of my attack rolls. Oof. Um, the second thing I need from her is for her to make me a uh, charisma saving throw. Charisma saving throw. All right, that's uh, 18 plus zero, <laughs> so 18. All right, well, that works. Um, so nothing happens. Um, okay. And what, uh, what were you trying to do? Uh, I was trying to cast Bane. Okay, gotcha. So she feels like your your magic like kind of uh, ping off of her just doesn't take hold, and she just kind of smirks a little bit. You're gonna have to do better than that, little boy. Come and get it, little girl. And that's his turn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Well, she's gonna come get it. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Cigarette's going to use her full movement to move directly up to you and uh, is gonna attack you. And I will roll another thing. Right. So many screens. Uh, wow, she rolls a strong three. 
uh, with that with that first one, and I doubt that anything added to that's gonna help. Uh, that's ten total. So Mm-mm. she she's attacking you and uh, with her flail, and she kind of wings it off of your uh, off of your shield with the first attack, and then she's going to spin around uh, with the other one and come down with an offhand attack as well with her bonus attack. Uh, that is going to be a 20, a 13 plus 7. 13 plus, I'll allow it. <laughs> um, so that is going to, I'm going to roll on this side. All right. So that, since it's with their offhand, I don't add any, of, I don't believe I add any of the bonuses to it. It's just the straight dice roll, right? For the offhand? Uh, yeah, the offhand, you don't get your um, ability modifier. Okay. So that is just a seven. Okay, just seven damage. So she swing, she swings this thing, and the first one deflects off your shield, and then the other one kind of catches you, and it kind of just like, kind of catches you off the shoulder, and then kind of plinks off the side of your head, but is able to deflect off your helmet. All right. And uh, it's your turn. Into this image real quick. If you Wait want to. Start that music, Bobby. If you still have it queued up, cool. If not, totally fine. No, I was gonna leave it off. Okay. Um, Sounds good. Easier for editing. Uh, all right. So he catches that that like hit, and he's just like, "Well, is that the best you got?" And then he like swings his war pick at her. Okay. And that is a that a nineteen. Uh, yes. So that is Defo going to hit. Um, it actually it actually meets, but yes, it does hit. Um, I'm going to use a I'm going to use a reaction. Um, I'm going to use parry. Uh, so. You can roll your damage, but uh, when you when you damage me with a melee attack, I can use my reaction to expend one superiority dice to reduce the damage by uh, the number I roll on a d8 plus three. Battle master fighter. Mm-hmm. It's a f- so it reduces it by five. Okay. So then um, you take uh do do. So you take, it was 10 damage is what it was, um, so minus 5, and then you have to make me a constitution saving throw. Is it for the poison? Uh-huh. Okay, so I have advantage on the save. Yeah. Alright, I'll roll 2. Let's see. Whew, I need that advantage. Uh, so it's a constitution saving throw, 15 plus uh, 5. Oh no, 7. Um, I don't. I don't really remember necessarily what the save was. So would it just? Yeah, it's it's not (laughs) twenty-two. No, that's what I'm saying. Like I don't really remember what. I think that saves. That probably about does it. So, okay. Um. Okay. All right. 
that. Should I don't think there was anything that I wanted. Um No, that should that should do it. Cool. Sweet. Sweet. Um okay, so I'm going to she's just gonna swing down on you again. There's plenty more where that came from, and uh, is going to actually try to swing directly at your the warp pick in your hand. Oh, I can't roll with. I need to roll into this card. Yes, sixteen plus seven for the hit, so that's a twenty-three, um, and it's going to be a disarming strike. I'm going to need you to make a save. Okay. Those maneuvers, man. Um, I need you to make a strength uh, saving throw. Strength saving Check throw. West. I got it. Saving throw. Okay. What happens here? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 22. Damn it. Okay. So it still adds damage to the dice. Um, yeah. Yes. Okay. So, actually, give me your give me your input on this. So, it's disarming strike says uh, when you hit with a weapon attack, you can expend one superiority die to add it to the damage and to disarm the target if it fails a uh, strength saving throw. So, does it still do the extra damage? Just doesn't disarm. It would still do the damage. Just doesn't disarm. Okay. okay. Sounds good. So this is with the full attack too. So five, and then the extra d8 is a two, so that's seven. Uh, plus five, so that's uh, a 12. 12 damage as she catches you right in, in the... Uh, she knocks, or she tries to knock your war pick out of your hand, um, and you're able to hold on to it, but it just smashes your uh, into your forearm and does a good chunk of damage to you. Um, and she is going to then roll with her offhand hit as well. Uh, which is a five, so the uh, offhand hit uh, goes flying, sailing right over your head. Cool. And it is your turn. Right. At this time, uh, Glenn would start scaling the mine like tower where they had the pyre before. He just starts kind of like climbing to get a better view. Just sits down on the ledge and just is watching this this fight. He's pulled okay. out one of the DOS dogs that him and Ranger probably picked up by this time. He's just chomping on it. Oh, I was going to say, uh, DOS is 110% like going through the crowd and is just like making fucking bank with oh, DOS yeah. dogs right now. Just, Get your DOS just, dogs here. Yeah. DOS dogs here. Hey, not for nothing, but these are the best dogs to eat while you watch your friend die. So <laughs> come and get them. I specifically use uh, Rangrim's school to buy those DOS dogs. Oh, come on now. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you'll allow it, but Renrim's going to shout from the crowd, Come on, me boy! You've got it! And sneakily try and cast Healing Word on Cosmo. Hell yeah. I was wondering if you are going to do that. Um, yeah, just roll me a... Uh, just roll me a stealth. I think it's going to be a pretty low check because you legitimately are using a verbal spell. Yeah, it's mostly verbal. I'm doing the somatic stuff like, uh, yeah, like I'm cheerleading, but no one really knows it. 
I rolled a natural 19. Oh yeah, myself, no. So. Yeah, you absolutely pull that off. Um, and so, Cosmo, you feel this like just, I mean, you're probably pretty focused on what's going on, but you just suddenly feel a little bit better. Your head's not ringing as much and your arm is not hurting as much. Right. That's 2d4 plus 4 because I cast it with a second level spell slot. So, Cosmo, uh, that is an additional, uh, you gain nine hit points from that. Dope. Nice. Needed that. Nine. Come on. Okay. Here we go. Uh, it's back over to Cosmo now. Big money, big money. It's on Cosmo. Come on, Cigarette. What do you think it's worth fighting for this? That is going to be a... 30-20. Nice. Get, let me get my hit. Oh, yeah. It's a dirty 21. All right. Uh, yeah, that definitely hits. And... Um, that's going to be 9 damage plus a constitution throw. Uh, yeah. Let me, uh, let me roll that d20. Nine damage for cigarette. Nice, nice. And Constitution saving throw with advantage. Uh, so one of those is a twenty. It's thirteen plus seven. Oh, okay. Then I, you don't have to roll. I don't think it's fine. That's, yeah, that still would meet the save for the poison. Okay. Did we look up what, what the save for the poison was? You're muted. Still muted. I am? There you are. Oh, it's a uh, 13. <laughs> oh, okay. It's not based on anything of my own? No, it's just the drop poison itself. Oh, okay. okay. If it goes below, if the saving goes below an eight, fails by five or more, okay. uh, they're immediately unconscious. Got it. Okay. Um, let's see. I, uh... Do. What you got? What you got? Trying to think of what else I got. I had all of my stuff prepared, and now I just feel like, <laughs> what were all of the bonus action things that I wanted to do? Because that's really what I need. So from the top of the tower, uh, Glenn kind of spots Rangrim walking through the crowd. Just saw him like cheer him on. Yells out to Rangrim. Rangrim! Hey, Rangrim! What? What? Wait, swim. <laughs> Hi. What the cannibal do once he dumped his wife? Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know what. You wiped his ass, and I cast Tasha's hideous laughter on. Oh my god, on cigarette. Okay. Uh, what's the save, or what do I need to roll? Uh, wisdom. Wisdom saving throw. A wisdom. Oh, cool. cool guys. Woohoo! That's a 17 plus two. Yeah, she's gonna go ahead and make that save. <laughs> uh, does she know you cast that? I don't 
think so. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna roll a nice little perception check for her to see if, she, or to see if she can tell. No, she rolled six. She doesn't know. Right. Yeah, it doesn't say if it fails. They know. That was nasty. Uh, that was. Might even say it was hideous. Somewhat. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man it was it was terribly hilarious <laughs> uh, all right cosmo what are you doing that is all that he has okay um i want to apologize in advance for this next turn because one thing that fighters have is something called action search um which is nasty so uh, she's going to, the first thing she's going to do is attempt to do, uh, using her first action, she's going to use, uh, try to do it as a shove attack. So I need to, I'm rolling a strength, a, a athletics contested against your athletics. Okay. Uh, so I just rolled a, move this thing out of the way. There it is. Uh, whew, a strong 23. A 20. Blast. Strong 23. Imagine to get her with that bane. I know. I believe it. Hashtag blessed. And it's a athletics check. Athletics check, yeah. Okay. It is. Uh, it's a twenty-three. They, it tied. It's a tie. So I think the tie goes to the attacker in that case. I don't know. So I don't ever, I don't know if that ever happened. Yeah, I don't know if it's ever happened, but essentially they usually like if I, if you attack someone usually and, with, with meat or beef. Yeah. So um shit. Yeah, so she uh uh you you do your you do your swipe down on her and she kinda takes advantage of you kinda swiping past and she kicks you right in the chest, uh sending you back uh on the ground five feet and you're prone on your back. Okay. Um, it doesn't do any damage to you, I don't believe. Uh, I think it's just a shove. But um, she's going to use her action surge, and she's going to come down on you with both of her maces. Okay. And she's going to have advantage on them. Wait, if the contest results in a tie, the situation remains the same as it was before the contest. Thus, Damn one it. contestant might win the contest by default. Okay, so nothing happens. So she try she goes to she kicks you in the chest, and you are able to just kind of like. Ugh! Flex out of it. <laughs> um, and uh, which actually takes her by quite quite by surprise. She thought she was going to be able to like outstrength you, and so with that being done, uh, she's just going to kind of. You can see her just get frustrated, and she just starts swinging these uh, her morning stars at you. And I'm going to roll without advantage though, which is nice. Uh, Fifteen plus seven, so that's going to get you the first hand. And then the offhand is 19 plus 7. Okay. Dude, this bot is rolling so well. <laughs> yeah, stop that. Did you make this one? Both of those hit. You, Avre? Um, okay, so that first attack um, is going to be... It's not disarming strike, so it doesn't get the extra extra damage, but and I rolled a 1 for that. So the first hit is 6, okay. and then the offhand is 4, so it's 10 damage total. 
Total. as she clangs both of these uh, morning stars off of you, and you're able to kind of like defend yourself a little bit, but they're like you can feel your armor is just like you're getting bludgeoned underneath this armor, and it's just like you're gonna be a purple and like black right. mess tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, but that is her turn, and she also burnt her uh, action surge, which means that she she don't she can't use it again. Which yeah. One time. Right. So it's over to me then? That is over to you. And she's burnt two of her superiority dice. Sorry. Like. <laughs> no, it's stressful. Definitely. Dude. Oh my god. Okay. Um, so. Cosmo is going to like. Oh, hold on one second. Mm -hmm. Right. Cosmo is going to just like. He's feeling that. He's just like. Uh, you know, Sigrid, this definitely hurts. But I have to you to know, I'll stand up for right, even if it costs me everything. And he just like is gonna like swing forward at her uh, with a twenty-three. Damn. Uh, yeah. yeah, that definitely hits. <laughs> and that is going to be. You, I, you yeah. know, you think I would remember all of these things. She probably but. she probably left herself quite open with these like morning stars like as she swung them both at you and they kind of like she probably was open like this when you were able to like get a solid hit on her. Yeah. Uh, damage is going to be fourteen damage, um, and then you need to roll a Constitution saving throw. Constitution saving throw. At one. One more again. Fucking nat twenty. Holy shit! I'll I will gladly waste it on that. <laughs> I know I know for a fact someone's going to uninstall this. Uh, I I didn't install this this bot for rolling. I promise, but it's definitely going to be mystically uninstalled tomorrow. I have a feeling. <laughs> Crazy, it's just gone. Uh, Weird. Although just... you're lucky that that wasn't her attack roll that got her. Um, that's what I'm it. saying. If I have to deal with a nat twenty, I will take it on a Constitution Ooh. saving throw. Yeah, it's weird. It just wasn't supported anymore, and it just doesn't work. <laughs> um, and uh, can you guys throw the Discord in the chat? Oh, sure. Uh, it's either down below you, or uh, there's a button there, um, or you can go with that. Oh yeah, we boom, boom. There we go. Boom boom. All of it. Um, and uh, that is it. Like ran like. Cosmo is still in this state of like he's taking all of this damage, but he is just like internally uh, just praying to whatever power has given his hammer might um, is gonna just be for him in this like putting himself in between uh, cigarette and the refugees. Uh, yeah, uh, no, that's I think that that's great. Actually, do me a favor. Do me um, just do a religion check. Sure. Better not be a damn nat 20. 
Is it an at 20? No, it's a 17. That's still really good. Um, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll say that I'll say that you feel you do feel something. You don't know whether it's just the adrenaline going through you, but you feel like this. Um, it's almost like tingle of like um, like when you put a battery on your tongue, kind of thing. Like that kind of like that 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 kind of like there's something. So you feel like there's there's something that is um, like just I don't know something coursing kind of through you, and you don't know whether it's adrenaline or what. But there's right. like you you feel like something has uh, something's there. Um, okay, uh, so uh, cigarette. Uh, unless uh, Rangrim or uh, Glenn want to do anything. Mm-mm. At this moment, Rangrim still just kind of watching. Okay. Yeah, I, I would. Or Glenn would go a little bit higher, uh, just like to the like kind of the top, and just okay. wants the best possible view. He wants to see his boy just gank on or just destroy her. Um, actually, when you, so if you're going to the very, very tippy top, um, you actually are like, there is uh, the remnants of Brongren's funeral pyre is up there. Uh, just like it, the, the the ashes and everything have been essentially cleared, but the top of this space is like you've never been up here before. But it's like this, um, you can see that there is uh, essentially like an area where there's like it's blackened and burned um, on this kind of like old temple structure. Uh, but you're, you're just kind of up there right where you saw the funeral pyre uh, earlier in the day. It's <laughs> kind of fucked up, but is there anything shiny? Um, roll me, uh, roll me a perception real quick. Or investigation, whichever one. I, I'm blessed, correct? You is. Also, All blessed. I'm not blessed, but that is an 18. Okay. Um, yeah. I'll say that uh, I'll say that you're able to scoop something up. We can uh, I'll, we'll, I'll figure out what that is afterwards. Not to get my sleeves dirty, I pick it up with my mage hand and kind of shake okay. off some of the ash and bring it over. Okay. Yeah, I'll say it's covered. It's like it's like covered in some stuff, so you don't exactly know what it is yet. But um, yeah, we'll get back to that later. Uh, sweet. So at least something good came out of Cosmo dying. <laughs> yeah, it's good to know. Oh. oh no, we lost Dan. Oh no. And everything is all messed up. Oh no. Oh, oh no. Oh, I don't even want to move you because as soon as he pops, I know he's gonna pop back in. Yeah. Um, it'll. Well, no, it's gonna reorganize it. Hold, please. Please hold. But I wanted to be the Dugar cleric. All right. Eat those dust dogs. Gobble, gobble, gobble. All right. Well, you're in the right spot. BK will shift over <laughs> when he pops in. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. Uh. Cigarette is. Uh. She's very pissed. Uh, she's she's absolutely just. You have you have no right coming in here and trying to take over my family's company. Are you kidding me? And she's just like getting she's just getting fucking upset. Um, the blood of Garn runs in our family's veins. You have no right. And she's going to roll to take you to Dunktown. One second, please hold. Please hold for dunking. <laughs> Fucking nat 20! Oh my god! Okay. Oh. Um, okay, so uh, she's doing a disarming strike on you with this. So I need you to make a strength saving throw. Okay. Is he still blessed if I... Rangrim's not here? Yeah. I'm still blessed.
that is a 20. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're able to hold on to your, your pickaxe when this, uh, this comes in and it, it catches you, um, or your war pick, uh, it catches you in that same arm and it just fucking hurts. Like your armor has like, your, your, uh, gauntlets are, and you're kind of like, not called pauldrons, I don't know what they are, called bracers, just like cave in and are now like pressing around your arm Mm -hmm. um, on the inside of your forearm. Uh, So I only rolled a two, so that's, it's with that, it's double to four and then plus five. Um, So that is only 10 damage. Okay. Wait, no, nine damage. Uh, So it's nine damage total for that. She's gonna roll to hit you with her offhand. um, And she rolled a six. So she, she, caves in your your bracer and then the other one goes deflecting harmlessly off of your shield in kind of her rage and uh it is uh it is your turn great um you see uh as as like he takes this hit again to his arm and uh after she's just like sorry cosmo would say uh you think I have no right, but you are a tyrant. You bring tyranny to this town, and you do not know what I stand for. And you see this, like, glow of, like, uh, light come over his, uh, his war pick, and he, like, slams it against his chest, and this, like, light wells up, and um, you see just, like, all of this strength come back to his body, um and there's still a glow on his on his hammer um and for flavor he's going to try and intimidate her with that oh, sick. Nope. um i don't know what the roll for that but uh well intimidation and then i'll roll um yes how do you contest that is it... Yeah, Christmas save. Okay, Christmas saving throw, which she is bad at. Very bad at. She rolls a nine. <laughs> Plus well, zero. Uh, well, I rolled a 15. Well, after okay. bonuses. It was intimidation? Yep. Oh, hell yeah. I was going to say, you're a charismatic young man and also terrifying, it's, apparently. Well, it was like most of it came from bonuses, I would say more than half, because it was seven uh, between my plus for my charisma is plus four and uh, plus three for the bless. <laughs> so. Oh, gotcha. wow. Nice. So it's a 15. Okay, nice. Um,. Yeah, so I'm going to say that you have, um, you're going to have advantage on this attack uh, because of that. I have advantage on all my attacks. Wait, what? I have had advantage on all of my attacks the entire thing because of my vow of enmity that I did oh, at the nice. very beginning. So do oh, I... Rad. Okay, um, so I'll give her disadvantage on attacking you with her first attack next time. All right. I will take that. Um, and, uh... That is the end of his turn. Okay. Are you posting your health? I guess it's not changing. It's it's updating. I'm updating it in. Uh, yeah, it's not updating on 
the uh, overlay. But oh, okay. Not for me anyway, but it's all good. Um, um, I, I can see. I, I know you've taken thir- or 29 damage at this point. Um, so I will say that um, I used my, in that moment, just so that you know what I did, I used mm-hmm. my lay on hands there. Okay, awesome. I'm trying to keep track of what your health points are at, so what are they at now? Uh, they are at 42. Okay, you went all the way back to up almost. How much did you heal? You were down 20. 29. I, okay, so nice. I got 20 points from Lay on Hands, plus right. whatever points I got from uh, is eight. Right. Uh, so I got five right. points yeah, from aid. Temporary, cool. Um, 20 points from Land Hands, plus whatever his, uh, what did he use? Cure Wounds or something? Healing Word. Healing yeah. Word. Uh, okay. that gave awesome. me, like, 10. Okay, sweet. I'm just gonna let you track him then. Uh, you said you're, what, you're 42? Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. Uh, sweet. Rad, that is... Nine points, uh, sounds right. It was, like, somewhere nine or ten. It was something like that. Yeah. Damn, that's sick. Uh, that's really, really cool. So, yeah, you're 42 HP. That is very, very good. Uh, so, it is her turn? Uh, yep. With her okay. dis- disadvantage attack. <laughs> yes. So, she's going to roll with disadvantage for the first attack. Um, that's a three. So, her first attack's defo not going to hit. Defo. Um, and, and so, she's going to roll um, nine... Uh, there's absolutely no way. It's 16, so she misses both of those, de- the, both of those attacks. Um, and so she, she is. I mean, you can tell that your showmanship, or you know, your your show of strength and and holy divine power, has thrown her off guard. I mean, she's she's someone who is you know, grown up around you know dwarfs and paladins and and things of that sort. But like, she doesn't have magic, and so it is something that does intimidate her. Yeah. Because it is, you know, especially divine magic is rare these days, especially within dwarves. So, um, yeah, I'm going to say it is your go. All right. Oh, shit. Oh, I did it. Did you get that 20? I did it. Okay. All right. Um, so, so, I was like, Please, please, for the RP, do it. Dan, you're back. Perfect, welcome perfect back. Perfect time to be back, Dan. Dan, welcome back, friend. Let me fix he this. He just shit. rolled a nat 20. If you can hear us. But we're not sure yet. Back. Back. Welcome back. Okay. So. Oh, this is going to suck. So you, so she is so intimidated now at this point, And the glowing hammer, he just like swings down with this glowy hammer. Um, with the divine smite, um, which is why it's glowing. Um, uh, she's absolutely going to use parry, by the way. So as you're swiping down on her, she swings her, um, she swings her, uh, uh, she swings it up, uh, her morning star up, and tries to like block it, but it, it just deflects off. But it kind of like absorbs some of the uh, some of the damage. So she's going to minus uh, six from that. Whatever okay. you roll. Okay. Um. So I doubled the damage dice, or all of it? Don't double, double just the dice. Okay. That includes the divine smite dice. Mm-hmm. I'm with it. 
Um, so that is going to be 16 times 2 plus 4. 36. Minus, what did you take off? Minus 6. So 30 damage total. Fuck me. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say that you come down with this hammer and this, like, it barrels through the center of her armor and like you can tell that it pierces a hole and gets into the meat in her like in the center of her chest like and you can feel like there you crunch something her like her chest uh, like kind of right here like that bone is then partially crushed as uh, as you, and she's like kind of stumbles back um and she still owes me a con saving throw for my poison for sure she does um that is a fucking huge hit that was nasty that is what we would call a whammy. A whammy? Just a little whammy. This, this is uh, not going her way. Well, she uh, is able to save against the con- that, with the, even without her uh, that's fine. advantage. Because it's, it's okay. a 19. So, plus 7. So that's a 26. <laughs> 26 to save? Uh, against, yeah, against the... I'll allow it. Or the, the poison. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of a save. <laughs> She's managed... <laughs> been nailing those fucking saves that's fine um and uh so so just uh so i just i nail her and i just uh i pull it off and i cigarette you can end this whenever you'd so choose um she is going to just spit uh spit blood right in your face sick fair enough and um She's not going to say anything. She's just going to attack you if your turn is over. That's all I got. All right. Let's see what happens. Come on, bot. She's going to try to use her last uh, disarming strike on you, um, which is going to be 15 plus. So it's a 15 plus 7. So that's a 22 to hit. 22 Uh, to hit. So I need you to make a strength saving throw again. Saving throw. Okay, one more time. Oh, shit. Uh, let's see, so... The 17. Yes, it does. Um, it does save. So, um, she... She hits uh she hits you again and um this time like your uh your bracer it literally like the one of the points from the from the morning star cave like caves it in and like you can see that it's like bent down into your forearm at this point like the you can it's like metal is down in your forearm um but you're still able to hold on to your war pick and probably shaking a little bit um but she's gonna roll to hit you with her second attack as well uh, 17. No. Okay. Uh, so just the first damage then. But she gets the extra da- uh, disarming strike as well. So it's going to be 7, plus 1, 8, uh, plus 5. So that is tw- uh, 13 damage. 13 damage. Okay. Right. And she misses you with that second, uh, second attack. Dang. Hold on one second.
at this point, Glenn's just sitting up at the top and he's kind of like ruffling his hands through the big old pile of gold that Rangrip just gave him. He's kind of just doing like little little coin tricks to himself to keep himself entertained. Just like keep the hands busy, idle hands, if it you just, will. Just, it's just like little flicks of gold flicking over him, yeah. Down in the uh, that everyone can see from down below. Yeah, I can't. I can't compete with that. 15, 16, 19, 20, 20. What is this? <laughs> oh god, what is this bot? Truthfully, if you start using it, it'll probably be really bad. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's the only well, reason. I'm gonna do it now. One. <laughs> it hasn't done it now. One yet. Knock on everything. Knock on the dungeons box. Even put that out there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's alright, he said it. That's fine, it's gonna happen. Right? Um, yeah, it's your go. My go, huh? Pretty much. That. There's not much left on my list, guys. Yeah, my, my list is getting pretty empty. There's going to be two dwarves swinging on each other. Yeah. <laughs> I, we've just, yeah. just sweaty, fucking bleeding everywhere. Ugh. Punching each other at the end. Right. Final episode of every anime you've ever seen. Right. Okay. Um. So she hits me with this disarm attack. Cigarette's looking bad, by the way. This I was going to say, Cigarette, like... She's bloody. She was bloodied when uh, when she got hit with that smite. Yeah. Um, and so Cosmo is going to swing, fighting through the pain. You can see the like anguish of just like mm -hmm. pressing on. Okay. Should need that. Ugh. Okay, so that is a 17 plus 1 plus 6, so the 24 to hit. Uh, yeah, that yeah. definitely hits. Great. Ugh. Oh, dope. Uh, so that is going to be 8 plus 4 is 12 damage. How much damage? 12. 12? Yeah, um... You, you hit down on her, and it is. Uh, I mean, you're like, it just. I mean, it seems like you are taking whatever. Like she is, she is slowing down, and like she is taking a lot more of this hit than she was before. Um, and it just seems like that adrenaline, like the pain of the the heart, like the hole in her chest now. Like you can tell it's getting, it's starting to get to her, and it is, it is, it hurts, and she's starting to lose a little bit of steam and the uh, adrenaline's probably not pumping as hard as it was, and she's starting to feel that pain. Hmm. And it, you just, like, you hear this, like, ah! like, follow through. Mm hmm And, um, yeah, because Cosmo is definitely feeling that as well. Um, yeah, she, uh, she stumbles back from that uh, from that hit and then just comes back at you swinging with both of her morning stars again and she's going to go for another round of hits. Whew. 
Rolls a four and a nine. Misses with both of them. Um, and she just, like, you can tell that she is just fatigued and her body is starting to give out on her as she's uh, swinging, uh, as she's swinging down. And, and like, she's like, these things go so sailing so far wide that they're not even close to hitting you. And uh, she, yeah, that's what happens. Cosmo's starting to see that and he's just like, it can end whenever you want, Sigrid. I can see you're running out of steam. And he just like, he kind of follows through with her misses and just like swings. Okay. Um. So, yeah. Roll your roll your attack. Okay. Um. Let's see. So that is seventeen plus six. So, dude, bless has saved my ass, like constantly. Like, no joke. Like, literally everything. It's literally what would it normally like the be, best buff spell. What would it normally be adding to it? Like, how much, like, what would that have been otherwise? Um, it was a, it was a 13 plus 6. Okay, gotcha. So that extra 4 on there, that's really nice. Um, yeah, so, okay. So this is this is the hit, and I'm gonna let you describe this. Um, but one thing happens as you go to hit, you feel that power that like has been coming. Like you felt a little bit of it, that kind of spark you felt earlier when you kind of prayed to your whatever power is being given to you by this hammer, and you feel now like as you're kind of like telling this, you're feeling like this person is. You're, you're finally feeling the upper hand and you're just wanting this thing to end and you're swinging down on her and you feel this light, this like power now comes out and the entire thing sparks and starts like, is surrounded in this like lightning and this lightning's crackling off of it and like burning across the ground. And I want you to add an extra D8 to your damage. Oh. Oh boy. Nine night, Sigrid. It's a nine night. Okay, uh, 8, 11, 15. That, that does it. How, how do you do this finishing blow on a cigarette? Um, I kind of, like, envision, like, Osmo, I mean, like, she just has, like, whiffed it with two of her things, and I just imagine, like, coming down, like, right on her chest. Um... And it just like, bam. And um, I really just see just like the energy just like coming out of her body. And it's like she just drops to her knees and like drops her weapons. Yeah, um, are you, okay, one question. Are you going for a fatal blow or are you going for non-lethal? Um, non-lethal. This is important. Okay, you're going for non-lethal. Okay, so you, uh, you, you barrel this thing right into her chest, like right where like that kind of weak spot is. And you see the lightning just kind of hit her and expand throughout her her armor. And like, it just like, she just like, her hands go open and like the, the morning stars fly out of her, her like drop to the ground and she just drops to her knees and just like falls face first into the, the like dirt and just dust. And like the lightning kind of and grounds into the ground and the lightning around your hammer like it it kind of like 
kind of sinks back into the hammer and it uh it is quiet and then uh. for a second and then the crowd just goes fucking nuts and uh, immediately uh cosmo just puts his hands up like in a, like a in, a in a quieting motion um and he just uh Oh hey, I think he's gonna say something. Oh wow! So then he turns. He turns oh, back. Sh- hold on. He turns back to cigarette and he says, "Cigarette, what do you seek from this? Is this what you wanted?" She does not answer you because she is hundred percent unconscious. I feel like a borderline gladder- gladiator speech coming on. Are you not entertained? <laughs> Okay, so yeah. she's unconscious? Yes. She Okay, I missed so much of all of that because my connection has been trashed. So I've been trying to fix that this entire time. That's amazing. I Cosmo just d- knocked out a cigarette. I'm gonna I'm gonna do something here. Uh chat, you have one minute. To be entertained. <laughs> Are you not entertained? Is uh, were you taking challenges in chat now? <laughs> Who will fight me next? <laughs> I can't see anything. What happened in chat? I mean, it's obvious my vote. They're voting. Oh shit! Glenn, Glenn feels away. <laughs> Not a lot of people. Did are you put the? Did you put it up? a cigarette here. Yeah, it's there. Yeah. It's. it's oh, I can't five, see it. Five for not live. Zero for live. I'm, rest- I'm refreshing. Yeah, refresh. Oh, there it is. I'm six for not live. Oh no. Oh, dude. There's none for live. Ooh. She might have a chance. Nope. I don't know if there's enough there. Love. Oh, not live. And uh, he oh, just. Murder. Okay. Um, so he turns. Uh, he turns back to Sigrid, and he says. Cigarette, you say nothing, but this tyranny that you sought to bring on these people, the tyranny that you sought to bring ends today. And he just like whams her straight upside the head with his mallet. Um, and I mean, I could roll for Danny, but uh, you don't have to roll for it. Um, I'll say that you you hit her with this mallet that um, with just like all the adrenaline and all the fury that you've had throughout this fight and like, you know, your arm is bleeding and everything is terrible and you cave her helmet in and uh, blood just starts literally coming out of like her face was down into the ground and you hit her right in the back of the head and it just caves in and then the pool of blood just starts kind of pooling out from around her faceplate that you uh, can't see, but... Um, like... Cosmo, I think, knows, um, and he immediately just, like, drops his weapon and his shield and just, like, drops to his knees. What's the what's the crowd's reaction? Um, it goes quiet. Um, Perfect. You hear Glenn at the top going, Woo! Big Room is high-fiving <laughs> yeah. anyone and, like, people that don't want it. He's I'm just, throwing, like... <laughs> throwing some popcorn all cheerfully, like, yeah! <laughs> um... You see, uh, you see two people that you actually you don't maybe not know who they are, um, but you see them 
kind of standing around the edge of the pit. And it's one of them is this uh, really kind of like rotund dwarven figure who's kind of wearing like not just not armor, just kind of like normal garb. Um, but they kind of have like a slightly cross-eyed look about them. And they uh, the second that this happens, uh, they start like kind of meaning like they're going to run out there and like, no, cigarette. And they, uh, and then you can see there's a kind of a, an elven figure that's kind of dirtier and scraggly. And he puts his hand on uh, the dwarf's shoulders and just kind of like the dwarf literally turns to him and just kind of starts like, gives him a hug and you can tell the dwarf is crying. Um, and uh, they kind of, he leads him back out. The two of them like lead out of the crowd, um, through the crowd, just uh, away from you towards are they the, uh, the bizarro version of our party. Uh, yeah, that's what it is. So, uh, Cosmo, like, would Cosmo have hear, heard this? I, I mean, I don't know. You're okay. in the, you're, you, you're kind of have a lot of stuff going on. I just, it's, it's totally up to you whether you would focus in on this or not. There's, mm -hmm. there's a lot going on. Okay. Um, just as kind of things stand, like Cosmo would kind of like pull himself together and stand up and, and just sh kind of shout, uh, who will take her body? Uh, you actually see Chesk kind of push his way out of the crowd and he's, um, he's looking, never really given you this look before. And I don't think it's a look that you probably have seen very many times. It is someone who is absolutely appalled um and kind of like kind of like they misjudged you a little bit in a way where it's not like they're angry they're just like kind of surprised mm -hmm. at what happened and um he kind of arranged he doesn't say anything uh but he arranges and, and kind of directs a couple people to uh collect up cigarette uh and he okay. goes it's at yeah it's evan chesk and just goes well, I, I guess, I guess you're the boss. I guess so. Well, the first thing I would ask is that she fought to the very end. She was given the chance to stay her blade and she chose not to up to the very end. And that is a dwarven's honor to die that way and uh we shall honor her life and her provide the same burial that we said Brongrim. I'm not judging you, but I did misjudge you when we first met. I won't again. Many did. But uh she made this choice, not me. Um, and he just, he just kind of quietly, uh, goes along with them and you can see them kind of the crowd parts and they make their way, um, up into the Boulder Fist compound, uh, not directly up to the top, like not doing an immediate, uh, funeral pie or anything like that, but into one of the lower chambers, uh, you know, probably where they would get it prepared to do so. Cool. And you're standing in the middle of this crowd of people uh, with a pretty large blood spot in the middle, uh, you bleeding out of your arm and pretty wounded. Uh, and the crowd kind of slowly starts to depart, uh, by, but it's still pretty quiet, um, yeah. kind of eerily so. 
Right. Lin comes like bounding kind of through the group. Like he was like hopping down off the, the tall pyre. He's like kind of hopping through the crowd, like making the way, gets up to him. Ah, Cosmo, that was a hell of a fight, man. Great job. That was a lot of fun. Just like pats him on the back real hearty. I don't want to do that again. Rangrim comes barreling out to like one side of him. It just like bear hugs him, like belly laughing, like, ah, my boy, you killed her. You did it right. Oh, um, where's the elf? Glenn, I think you owe me some gold. Ah, uh, yeah, man. <laughs> Two to one odds on our boy Cosmo. Here you go. And I give him back the exact bag that he gave me. And I'm going to just lie to his face that it was and he's a just bet the other way. He's just tossing it. I can't read common, but it doesn't mean I can't do math. Yeah, it was, it was two to one. Cosmo was the one. Secret was the underdog. We went over this. Mm -mm. <laughs> can, I deception, can I deception check to see if he... <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. But I, I think that... Uh, I would I like rank... to deceive him. I'm going to give you disadvantage on this. You think, you, you think you're smarter than me, Elf? This feels like 393 gold. And uh, I tap myself uh, on the forehead. We, and we dwarves know our treasure. Guidance and insight check them. <laughs> oh, so good. So is it a straight roller now? Does he? No. Is he still blessed? <laughs> yeah, 100% I'm blessed. Well, yeah, I, I cast guidance on myself, so I drop concentration on the blessed for the three of us and give myself guidance. Okay. What'd you get? That was only a five plus six for my guidance. I mean, plus six because that's just my thing. And plus another four. So I got a 15. I got a 16. Check. You bastard. I'm sorry, champ, but you, uh, you're pulling up daisies on this one. Well, so it was two to one. So that means you still owe me like 200 gold. Do I? Yeah, tracks. Mm -hmm. And I give him the other. I, I give him the the rest of the gold for mine. I guess I could have had more people bet in. I didn't think about the fact that there's like 300 gold against like 16 gold or whatever. But it was also <laughs> commoners, so you know they wouldn't have had that much gold. No. Wow, Rangroom is going in deep for his boy. So I'm just going to keep this easy, and I'm going to put my gold at 5.96. I thought you were going to say 600. So it is maybe 12.30 um, at this point, uh, noon 30. What, what do you do? What do you all do? Um, Rangrim is, like, elated. And the first thing he's trying to do is try and go buy Cosmo Pierce. Um, like, forget all the the politics and everything of the moment. Rangrim is, my boy, that was something special. Oh, the maze you can drink on me. No questions. I, I still think the elf cheated me a bit, but I'll, I'll, I'll buy him a drink too. Uh, Glenn just like looks really excited. Like, yeah, man, I I would not have battled that any other way. I'm I'm impressed you didn't, you know, 
need any kind of help and you just kind of took that one literally in the chest a lot of the times that was that was amazing to see let's uh let's go grab some drinks let's start walking over to the matic i'll uh i'll catch up with you i'll be not long behind you um start walking over to the matic. uh cosmo is just gonna linger a minute um and uh at this point is the crowd pretty much dispersed yeah I'll say that you're you're pretty much um you're pretty much there alone now. Okay. And uh he just kinda out loud to himself is just like and he kinda looks up at the sky and he's like I hope I made you right and uh you're proud of me because I didn't know what to do and uh but I fought for what was right and I hope that stands true for you whoever you are and he just kind of like looks down at the dirt and like and the blood stain and then just kind of walks over off to the mattock yeah so um you get there and it is i mean it is is bumping like people are fucking stoked on this battle that just happened so it is packed um, you're not able to get your like normal corner booth by yourself. Like you're you're kind of squeezing in, and people as you're walking in, like there are people that are like slapping you on the back, like that was the best battle ever. Oh my god! Like I can't like it, they're not like it's the, the you can definitely tell that there are some people that are avoiding you. They're not they're purposefully not coming up to you, but the ones that are coming up to you are really excited. It's kind of like this split where there are uh, some of them that seem to really not be stoked on how that turned out. Um, you know, the Boulder Fists have been a, essentially a stay fast in this town for a very long time, and you essentially just uh, usurped them in a, in a way. So, yeah, there are, it's, it's pretty split, but some, uh, some, some of them are pretty stoked on on you and are buying, buying what you're selling. So, they, uh, yeah, you, I mean, I don't think Rangrim could buy your beers, but I think that about fucking 15, 20 of the people probably will too. Right. Uh, well, they might feel like I usurped it, but uh, I just stepped up to the plate and delivered. Oh yeah, you you definitely fucking hit a homer on that one, that's for sure. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, things are things are fucking bumping off in here. Uh, what are you all looking to do? Oh, I, uh, I'll say that Madge, like pretty quickly uh, after you guys sit down, uh, Madge sits down at the table too and is is hanging out with you all. Oh, Madge. You see this? You see my boy here? And he's like grabbing Cosmo by the head, who's probably still like uncomfortable that he just like <laughs> murdered a woman in the street. And I'm just very aggressively just grabbing by him. He killed the shit out of her. You see that? And then just I'm sliding tankards and tankards of Cosmo. Uh, that was some amazing. That was amazing fighting. That was. That was. I honestly didn't didn't think you had that in you. Uh, you just really killer job. By the way, that um, bleeding arm thing you got going on there that probably hurts, but that's fucking that's some hardcore shit. Uh, we'll get that we'll get that armor though. Just it's on me. Um, I'll get that thing all fixed up for you. Right. Well, thanks. I uh, not quite sure how I feel about it. I. Uh... I think I was so caught up on the start, I forgot about the end and uh, wasn't sure how it would go down. But uh, I appreciate the help on the armor, and uh, I suspect Rangrim will help with the wrist. 
It'll be all right. Anything I can to help. Yeah, I mean, it, essentially at this point, the, uh, the the pauldron or the uh, the bracer is essentially still dented in to your forearm, and is so the metal is literally bent into your forearm. I suspect it to be somewhat of a shrapnel, uh, uh, basically embedded in it. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of like if you poke a hole through a or poke a pencil into a tin can, like you, it kind of bends inwards. Mm -hmm. uh, I suppose maybe I should get this off before it gets uh, any worse. It kind of hurts a little bit. Uh, should we? Should we? What do we want to do about this? You want to take it off here? Can I get it um, off? Rangrim, can you uh, do any of your? Cool forge cleric stuff on this, or is it? Do I need to get the pliers? I mean, it's, that's gonna take me at least an hour to mess with that. You probably just get the pliers. It's gonna hurt a bit more, but I mean, yeah. Give, give him, uh, give him another one of those, uh, those ales, and uh, maybe distract him for a second. And she pulls these uh, pretty gnarly, like, like forging uh, tongs out of her, out of her back, like uh, belt. Is like. You may not want to watch this. And she kind of grabs your forearm with her pretty big, like, orc uh, hands, like, just around it completely. And uh, she digs them in there and is able to bend the metal up enough so that she's able to slide the bracer off of you. And I'm going to say, I'm going to say you take, like, two more damage from that as, <laughs> as that thing as uh as this thing slides off of you and it you can just see now there's there's probably it, it probably went in about an inch it's about an inch by an inch hole punched right into your uh in the middle of your forearm um cosmo is just drinking his meat <laughs> the, the blood seep on like just drip onto the ground off your arm mm -hmm. she just kind of she just like tucks it onto her uh, like sets the bracer down onto the table and like which is covered in blood on the inside and outside it's just like that's fucking sick. That's really cool. That's, uh, where, um, just, uh, if you don't mind me asking, where this armor looks familiar? Are you, I don't know if we've ever talked about this before. Are you, is this Golden Grim armor? Well, you guessed it. It was me father's. Uh, he was a paladin in, uh, Golden Grim. Uh, before we came here from New Order. And, uh, this is the first time we've worn it since he, uh, died. That's... I'm sorry to hear that, but that's... that's a small world. I actually... actually was kind of raised and taught the ways of forging over in Nuarda by the dwarves of Golden Grim. That's actually... it's where... This comes from, and she kind of like shrugs her metal arm and moves like uh, that's a warforged build arm. And I think we—I don't think today's the day, but I think that we have some stuff to talk about. That's really interesting. I'm happy to see this armor being used. Uh, I uh, I recognize the warforge. I was a, a wee dwarf when uh, we came across. But I remember some things in the Warforges, and uh, I've my father he told me stories growing up about the Dwarven city, 
and uh, being it's a magical place. Flying machines and just mechanical wonders. It's uh, nothing I've ever never any seen anything like it since. Other than, of course, you know the uh, that monstrosity walking around Luther. But aside from that, right? Yep. Yeah, I. Uh, it's in my heart to visit it again to see what remains. I don't remember which, but uh, one day maybe. A pilgrimage of sorts. Of course. And actually, that'd be fun. Uh, if I can tear myself away from the, the forge for a little while, that uh, maybe that would be something something to do. I've wanted to go back for a while, so. Right. Well, um, now I have a town well, to look after, apparently. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, what's next? I, I, what's the big boss man? Um, what are you gonna do now? Well, I, uh, I don't know. I think I might have to sleep on that one, but, uh, I speak with the rest of the council and see what, uh, what we want to do to, uh, preserve Tin Town. Yeah, I mean... You, uh, you really helped out some people by, uh, you know, essentially, you can, you can free all the people trapped in the Underdark if you want to now. They, they don't have to be down there anymore, which is, I mean, I don't know whether or not they'll stay here, but anything's better than down there, I would assume. Yeah, I suspect, I, you know, uh... I've spent some time with the people down there, just with all of the attacks, and uh, I suspect that'll that'll likely be something I do. But uh, we'll have to uh, figure all of that out. There's a lot of complexities to it, and uh, well, I've never run anything, and uh, running a town seems a little complex right now. Well, it seems uh, seems like you. Well, I don't know how many friends you made within the company already, so within the mine. Um, so if there are anyone, if there's anyone left that is still on your team, I'm sure they can help guide you into whatever you need to do. I don't right. think it's just going to be completely on you. Right. Yeah. I I hope not. <laughs> I'm gonna need some help, though. So, but I got me friends, and he just kind of nudges the guys. Rangroom accepting the nudge, like, very drunkenly, just, like, leans into Cosmo and, like, like, close talk. <laughs> He's got the close drunk talk. Like, like, close drunk talks, Cosmo. <laughs> Hand on his shoulders. Your father be a proud boy. And he grabs his hand where the wound was. And he casts cure wounds, but intentionally leaves a scar hmm. on his arm it's like remember that boy and like taps him on the head and then like stumbles off into the distance and shouts Cosmo before as he's going back up to the bar to order more drinks does the crowd react oh yeah yeah the half of them the ones that are really you know stoked on you and what you're doing what you've done um yeah you get a you get a pretty pretty lively cheer Good. Good. Um. 
I think, uh, I don't know, I kind of feel like, uh, I kind of feel like I need to go find Chesk. Um, but, yeah. I don't know. It's probably like one, two at this point, after sitting there for a while. So, uh, I mean, in the afternoon, yep. Uh, and uh, Cosmo would just kind of, obviously, gl Rangrim is just like drunk, a drunken mess. And uh, he's just, uh, hey, uh, Glenn, uh, I'm concerned I need to uh, make some connections with uh, the council quickly. Uh, try not to let things fester. Uh, what do you suppose? Hey, man, I think uh, your your first point of contention that you ran into with the, the council you handled pretty well. Uh, if you keep going that way, you won't have much council to really deal with anyways, so... Uh I'm not looking to kill anybody else. Ah, uh, Day is still young, my friend. And pats him on the back and says, To Cosmo! And walks over to the group and starts drinking with Rangry. And thus, the murder hobo story begins. Yep. <laughs> Started with the lawful good one. Oh, yep. so now good. we just kill a bunch of people in his name. <laughs> Hail Cosmo! Uh, dead. dead. Uh, the ceremonial no. head smashing that you have to do with a hammer. Yep. Um, it's canon. Yes. <laughs> so y'all are heading over to the uh, uh, over to the Boulderfist Mining Company. Um, I am. I don't know if they are. Uh, Rangrim would be keeping a close eye on Cosmo and following him. Yeah, Glenn's Glenn's gonna follow Rangrim. Just keep drinking with him. Glenn's Glenn celebrating a gratuitous violent, gratuitously violent duel. He's he's getting shit faced. Mm -hmm. cool. Um, yeah, so I would just kind of, yeah, make my way over to the Boulder Fist Mining Company then. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you, you kind of see, um, as you're getting closer, you kind of see that, uh, Chesk is, you, you can see him just kind of like standing up on maybe like the second tier and he just kind of was looking out. Um, there's no one around him or anything, uh, but he's just kind of like looking out and he sees you and he just kind of like. He just kind of starts walking, uh, walking towards you, and so you kind of meet meet him on that like lower tier there, uh, just kind of to the uh, north of the one on the map. So like just the first tier up from the street below, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, just well, looks like um, looks like you've been celebrating a little bit. That's uh, seems like seems like you've made some made some friends from today. So, yeah, some. I've certainly have made some. Uh, my f me companions have certainly been celebrating me victory. Uh, I, on the other hand, am not quite sure how to feel about it just yet. Uh, I can understand that. I don't go, know chaps. how to feel about it. Oh, and Rangrim hands him a hacker. Oh, Rangrim, Rangrim, me, 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 me. I'm full. I'm good. Thanks, friend. Oh, no, that's for chaps. <laughs> he kind of just takes it and he's holding it and just he, goes, you, you know, if there's a day, and he he takes a he takes a drink of it. You don't you don't have to drink that, but if you feel like you, that's fine. I feel like we have a lot of uh, camaraderie to build after today. So, um, but, and to be honest, it's going to be a lot of me and you working together because uh, Moken and Gorman both left and took their teams with them uh, after the fight today. 
they so, they left. After he says that, Glenn leans in real drunk. He's like, "You you you better make nice, or he's gonna smash your face." And just like falls <laughs> over, kind of like on the ring. I was like, "I don't want." Like, catches a little bit. Hey, what he said? I tried to leave him at the bar, but they just followed. I'm sorry, Chase. To Cosmo. Cosmo. He holds he holds his tankard up kind of half-heartedly, but he's uh, he just seems like he's got a lot on his mind. But same, um, same. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mokin and uh, Gorman, the two other team leads aside from Cigarette, uh, took their closest, essentially, uh, members of their teams and pieced out. So we have essentially, aside from just the normal day-to-day workers. Um, the internal team has been essentially cut in half and anyone that was working for Sigrid is also gone. So I don't, it what? wasn't an outright mutiny, but we don't, they, they left the town uh, maybe an hour ago. Well, that's, uh, that's hard. I uh, truly hope to have the opportunity to, to pay my respects to, to them. And, uh, but if their allegiance lied with Sigrid, then uh, I suppose it was right for them. But uh, I still, I still suppose we should. Did they take Sigrid's body? No, Sigrid's body is still here. We're we're preparing it for funeral rites uh, this uh, this coming dawn. Right, that's good. That's what I would hope. The bells, the bells will be tolling uh, two days in a row, which is. Pretty unprecedented. Right, but uh, I suppose then, then um, on the other side of the coin, it's an opportunity to uh, bring some fresh uh, life to Tin Town when it was already so uh, embedded in much of its uh, history that uh, was not good at times for many people. I agree. I think that I think that you can, we can do some good things with this town. And I look forward to working with you and helping to make a better place. Um, So we've talked about it before, but the only thing you have to do to essentially allow the refugees, the people living in the Underdark in is to go down to them now that I I don't know for sure, but I would assume that whatever magic binds this binds people out of uh, in the out of the other side of those walls and is now probably bound you to this company and to the mine. So I would probably guess that if you go down there and you tell them that they can come up, they will be able to. Right and. Uh... How do you how do you suppose the the town will take it? That's I don't think there are as many hateful people in this town as maybe Brongrin and Sigur would have led people to believe. But I think that's gonna be something you're gonna have to deal with when it happens. But it's up to you. I mean, don't let them up if you don't want to. You can. You're welcome to chase them down. You can. That's what Sigur is planning on doing. It's well, your call. Well, uh, 
I think uh, one thing I like to do, especially now, since it's apparently just you and I, is uh, that as long as we're in agreement with it and you support it, then uh, I reckon we might just do that. What do you think? I think it's a new, ch it's a start to a new chapter. Agreed. And uh, with Sigrid and then both the other uh, captains with their teams leaving, we they'll probably be happy to work for, for fair wages and uh, we'll, we'll need their help. Well, uh, after you then, I guess. Well, uh, one more thing. Uh, you've been here much longer than I. And uh, I never really quite understand it. Uh, understood it. Excuse me, Coleman. Uh, what's the deal with the lack of allowing the Empire to be so involved here? That was really just the 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 the, the, the control of the company uh, of the Boulderfist mine here is just kind of always. They didn't want to challenge the it, the. Boulderfist Mine has been a staple in town for a long time, and I just feel like the Empire never felt like they needed to have a firmer foothold here. They never felt like it was something they had to do. So I would have assumed that, you know, maybe in the future they could try to beef things up if they saw an opportunity, but to this point they haven't. So Do we, uh, do we suspect that they can be trusted? I don't, I mean, it's the Empire. I don't fucking trust them, but that's, you know, there's, there's good and bad and everything. And I think that if they have an opportunity, they'll take it. Either pragmatists, but let's just not give them an opportunity. All right. Yep. Yeah. I, uh, want just the good. I know that there will always be the good with the bad, but, uh, Constable Chev Hunter, who's been in our parts for some time, are you aware of him? I've heard rumblings um, that he's uh, he was there was some sort of higher ranking individual around town. Right. Well, I've had quite a few uh, interactions with the fellow, and uh, seems like a good lad, and uh, can likely be trusted, but to an extent with all things, and uh, but. Uh, but all right, then we'll just continue to allow him place here. Uh, but just know that me and him, we're, we're, we're on good terms. I mean, I, I don't want to give you the wrong impression. The company is powerful here in town, but I mean, if the Empire wanted to, we still are within the Empire. So right. we don't want to step on any of their toes and we couldn't be able to get them out of town if we wanted to without having to fight them. And then they would absolutely grab a firmer hold here in town. So right. I, that's not something I want to do. I don't want to upset any of the balance. Nope. Okay, good. Good. Then uh, I will maintain good relationship with the constable. And uh, we will continue continue on in that. Awesome. Um, then, yeah, so... What? I feel so, I feel so bad, my boys. You, you, there's, it's, a, it's a solo show today. <laughs> right i know i know i've i didn't want it to be that way but uh nah, i ain't mad all right
Well then, um, I suppose that we should, uh, should we go down and, uh, see the refugees then? The whole time that's happening, because BK's not here, so I'm going to say it's canon. The whole time, because Rangrim and Glynn are drunk. Rangrim's just trying to get Glynn to smoke the cigarettes that Rangrim rolls up and, like, keeps in his beard. And he's like, it's fine. It's, 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 it's not even a drug. And, like, Glynn is smoking it, but coughing his guts out. <laughs> uh, well, Rangrim and then just we... tricked you into smoking uh, one of his boot cigarettes. That's fine. I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Probably uh, do it in real life. <laughs> well, Chesk, uh, you know, I've, I think I better sleep on it. I would rather uh, the town have an opportunity to uh, honor Sigrid, even if many people didn't pay much respect to her in the Brungrims before... Uh, I make too many dress changes. I uh, I already reckon that I've made some friends as just as equally as enemies. Uh, based on what I saw in the up at the medic, there are clearly some not happy that I won. I can imagine. So uh, for now, we'll just allow this to to lie low, and uh, I, I'll um, I'll bring them up when I'm ready. Sounds good. I, uh, you know where to find me. Right. Then I will, I'll come finding you. You just kind of, uh, you just kind of like hands the tankard back to Rangram. He downs it and hands the tankard back to Rangram and then kind of walks, uh, up the stairs and into kind of one of the higher, uh, tiers, not all the way up, not at the same tier that like the office, Rangram's office was, um, which I guess is now your office, but uh, it just kind of goes into one of the doors. And yeah, you mm -hmm. all are sitting there up on this second level. Uh, maybe three in the afternoon, something like right. that. Um, I, these guys are drunk, are they? Um, I, yeah, the, the day drinking took its toll. Okay. Then um, I would like to go down and see Joro. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, I'll I'll say that you know going down there, walking down into the mines, like no one, no one really, uh, they like they all take notice of you. It's everyone is working their daily their daily shift. Their uh, when you go past uh, gate three, which is the first gate into the mine um, and approach gate two, like everyone's just kind of looking at you and they're not saying anything and the gate opens uh, as you're walking up to it. Mm, okay. Uh, and I just kind of look up to the guards and say, thanks gentlemen. And just kind of move underneath and uh, I don't know. Hell of a promotion! Well, yep, a little bit more than I was expecting. Man, last time I saw you in here, you were dragging a bunch of pickaxes from or food from your mom down here. That's it's crazy. Right. It's a crazy yep. world we live in. Yep, not certainly not uh, how I expected things to land, but uh, I'll try and do me uh, me good. Um. Yeah. So you go past uh, gate two and you see what is they haven't fully repaired after that attack that 
destroyed gate one, but um, they've been able to essentially mostly clear the rubble and uh, reconstruct most of the structures towards more towards and around uh, the farther side of the gate away from the open broken gate one. Hmm. Um, and uh, you don't see Joral right away. Um, but you can see that the light, there's like a luminescent light coming from the larger tent that he is normally in. Okay. Um, do I see anybody around? Like, is there any refugees just like wandering? Yeah. Yeah, there's people around. They're just okay. kind of, uh, they're kind of looking around. They probably don't have any idea what happened. Mm-mm. So uh, That's I fine. don't think that the, the message comes this far. But yeah, okay. you can see him kind of wandering okay. around. Uh, and I just kind of motioned to somebody nearby and just, uh, anybody seen Joro lately? Uh, yeah. Um, and you can, you actually see the, the gnome that you've, in, that you, uh, have interacted with a couple times. And, uh, I, th- I think he's, uh, I think he's over in his, uh, over in his tent. Right. Okay. And then I just wander over towards the light, I guess is the luminescent tent. Is that what have we said? Yeah, it's a larger one. I, I think that uh, you've actually spoke with uh, both Glenn. Actually, all of you have been here before. Uh, Glenn, you've been in this tent, uh, and Rangar McCosmo. When you came down here last time and talked to him, he wanted to speak to you in private and brought you into this uh, into his tent. It's mm-hmm. like a if you think about like a commander's tent when you see like a like a military encampment. That's kind mm-hmm. of what you right. think of. Okay, and so I I approach the tent and I see this glowing light coming out of like holes and stuff in the or what yeah it's just like a luminescent like a kind of like a incandescent light okay and i kind of just like open it slowly and i just uh hello joro are you in there uh yeah you see him his back is kind of to you and he seems to be um kind of like you can see something in his hand and then he kind of like, as he hears you come in, he kind of turns to you and he puts it back into this bag uh, and then puts the bag on his, on his belt and goes, oh, hey, how, what's, what's going on? Everything okay in here, Joro? I seen a- Everything a, is- I seen a mighty- great. I seen a mighty glow coming out. It seemed kind of odd. Oh, yeah, it's just, it's just the, uh, the fungus we use for- for the lighting in here. Um, can I roll for uh, something? Yeah, for sure. Roll, uh, roll investigation. Okay. Or perception? Sure. Cool. Uh, it's a 15. Glenn, Rangram, are you going in there as well? They're both muted. Uh, yeah, we, we would have been... I would have been following Cosmo just throughout this whole endeavor. Yeah, same. Still drinking. Still just walking around. Hammer. Just sipping his flaming lips. Like, we're noticeably drunk, but we're we're following Cosmo. I don't know, I'm, I'm, if I'm smoking boot cigarettes, you know I'm on the mead by now. <laughs> he's, he's like, we're definitely one or two constitution checks behind on that mead. Oh, Glenn, um, actually, I think I owe you something. And he, uh, he flips, um, he kind of flicks this, uh, it's like this pretty large, like inch and a half, uh, gem that comes kind of flicking through the air at you kind of with, you can see it kind of 
uh, in the pearl, like the luminescent mushroom lighting that's in this room, uh, you can see it kind of like catches the light of it a little bit. Um, and it's kind of just coming towards you in the air. Try to catch it with my mage hand first. Okay. Just try to swoop it out of the sky. I uh, imagine um, I have disadvantage because I'm hammered. Frank yes, Room attempts to, but like he's like three feet wide. <laughs> you just see uh, something in the direct area coming towards him, and he's just like trying to catch it. Well, right. Roll to five, but slide a hand plus seven, so 12. Okay, I'll say it's uh, you kind of fumble with it a little bit, but uh, your mage hand is able to pull up to you this uh, pretty large uh, sapphire. Uh, it's un- like- it's it hasn't been like finalized or anything like that. You can tell it's it's like a rough cut, but I was, like hold it up. I, was like, I guess I guess we're even, my buddy. And I put it in my pocket and just kind of like lean around. I was like, you got a you got an oh I see it, and I just pull a cigarette out of his beard and I put it to my mouth and I light it. He, well, <laughs> he... Rangram laughs, falls on his ass in Juro's tent, and does the exact same thing. Pulls a cigarette out of his beard and lights it. You have to uh, excuse me, your companions. It's been quite a day in there. They are hell-bent on celebrating on me behalf. Cosmo! Cosmo! And Rangram's just like chanting, singing like a nonsensical song that he's making up on the spot. So they're just giggling, because I imagine the, the effects of whatever I'm smoking is taking effect. Uh, well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that it's been a good day. Uh you don't mind me asking is there any news last time you were down here you told us that Brongrin was going to allow us to come to the surface um i i haven't told anyone yet but do we have any more news on that uh, oh he's I, dead well uh, hold on hold on hold on from the ground on his back he's like he's like he's dead I wanna, I wanna... like, he's so super dead like he was alive and then hold on hold on actually Rangrim, well someone he knows we think he knows he like sits down on the bed he's and he's dead. just like he's just like head and hands like Doro oh Doro it's gonna be all right it's gonna be all right these two is drunk um I do want to back step on I want to back step on to I want to back step on to my um insight yeah okay on a 15 uh, yeah, yeah yeah what what how much was it 15 okay um you walk into this tent and there are like in the corners of it and you can tell like the the lighting's probably because he's a drow and they like you don't want to have like torches lit um but it's like this bioluminescent mushroom that they seem to have been like picked and are kind of like setting up places around the room um and they're just like, there may be like four to five different spots, but that's kind okay. of the light that you were seeing come out of it. Okay. All right. Well, what, uh, okay. Boop. Fast forward. Great. Uh, <laughs> well, what boop, 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 it, there's, there's been a bit of a, uh, change of command, if you will, Joro. Uh, you, yours truly is now, uh, head of the Border Fist Mining Company. How? I. Okay. That's. Well, yes, I know many questions. Well, uh, let's yeah, let's fill that in another time. Um. So what does that mean for us? Well, uh, what that means is, uh, you guys will be coming to the surface. Uh. I. Um. He uh. 
he just kind of like you, you can tell like the same kind of relief that came over him before but now it's even more of just like elation and you can actually see like there's like a like definitely like a tear coming down out of his uh, out of his face um he's kind of like he's like like i don't think i've described him before but he uh very handsome uh drow uh male that has like he doesn't have long hair it's kind of like seems like it's kind of roughly cut um so it's shorter but it's like still stark white and uh just is this you promise this is for sure i i promise is for sure but um when can we make the announcement can i tell them can i tell everyone i believe you can but it will not be today it will be tomorrow uh given um in short uh cigarette you know cigarette Mm, I don't believe so. That's all right. Well, you'll never get to meet her. And I just like nudge. He's like on the on the on his back, just in Juro's tent, like trying to high five <laughs> from wherever he is. Uh, uh, <laughs> connecting with the mage hand to help help him out. <laughs> I'm like across. Like I'm like. <laughs> well, uh, I fought her to the death for control of the Borderface Mining Company about. An hour and a half ago, as he looks down at his wrist with no watch. <laughs> it's quarter past a hair. Um, and uh, that, that time that's amazing. And the, I, the city I'm is in. Very grateful. The city is in a bit of a. wouldn't say turmoil, but I certainly have created some enemies as I've created some friends. And at dawn tomorrow, we celebrate her life. And. One of the first things I will do as head will be to bring you and the rest of your refugees beyond this gate. Well, that's, I couldn't ask for better news. This is, this is amazing. Um, I'm really glad that you told me this because these showed up in my tent right after you chase that that uh, assailant back down into the mines and he takes the the bag off of his belt and he puts it down and he reaches into it and pulls out um, a pretty large explosive that's about this big. Um, this is an enchanted bag that is full of hundreds of these. And when I came back to my tent, it was here on my table. Well, I, uh, I know what happened there, and uh, I'm glad that uh, I came here to tell you what was happening, because uh, that bag there was delivered by the person that assassinated Ron Grimm, Boulderfist, about this time yesterday. I don't. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. Um, I. Uh, you have my gratitude, and I. I. I don't want to be responsible for these. Please make sure that they're taken care of properly. I did think about using them. I'm not going to lie to you. I. That wall there means tyranny and control over everyone here, and to see it come down would be 
extremely happy, but to know that you, that someone that is good is in charge of it now and who will be coming up from the Underdark and hopefully that it'll be free to do so, that no one will be ever in this position again. I think that standing in as a symbol of protection against other things that come out of the Underdark, I'm okay with that. Right. Uh, and he's going to hand, he's actually going to hand the bag to Glenn. Uh, Glenn, like, once he notices that he's handing this bag of explosives to start to, like, put out the cigarette that he smoked, he's like, oh, uh, uh, shit. <laughs> Grab it. It's like, I'll it, take good care of these. And he, like, rattles them. He, it, like, uh, when you, ties when it you, to his hip. Yeah. So uh, it's a small, it's a small, like, leather bag that's pretty small, leather satchel bag that is, when you move it around, it sounds like a fucking uh, ship cargo container uh with things rattling around in it like it's it's way 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 too echoingly loud for the size we uh we appreciate the the faithness joel uh now that i've you know come out of a little bit of my drunken stupor and i feel like i'm starting to level out a little bit cosmo really did a powerful thing today you should be should be very thankful and told you we get it get you out of here within a week one more day at least i think we can last one more day but i uh i'd hate to bring you up too early and create turmoil for you and your the rest of the refugees i just uh like i want it to be a good positioning and uh i reckon that that would be the best timing glenn looks over to uh rangram says uh, Brandon, you're going to need to start sobering up and making some more of those goggles you got there because there's going to be a lot of Underdark people going real blind in the sun. Uh, got you. And he takes the ones he has and he breaks them in half and he just puts it over his one good eye. And he's like, someone else can have this one. <laughs> and he just like throws it over his shoulder. You got a monocle now. Yeah. Um, awesome. Oh man. Um, hell yeah. I can't wait. We, we need to get characters drawn because I want that kind of art so bad. Right. You looking like Monopoly man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But like way cooler. Can't get on boardwalk. There's a door guard (laughs) price to pay. Awesome. Um, so yeah. Uh, I, I think we can wait till the morning. I don't, I don't think um, I'll probably wait to tell anyone, um, but we'll just, we'll, I'll probably actually, I'll spread it around slowly. I'll tell them to get packed and get ready. Right. And that's we'll good. Be prepared. We'll be prepared for the morning. Um, good. I, I don't know what else I can say. And uh, he just kind of, uh, he just puts a hand out uh, to uh, all of you in turn and just kind of going around uh, and just, shaking shaking all your hands and just thanking you profusely for what you've done i know it's been a long road for you joro but i appreciate your patience here and uh i promise it'll be it'll be worth it um awesome you guys taking off yeah i think that's it i don't have anything else yeah wave and wave them off and head back to luther's legends go sleep off this so ending hangover um, you walk out 
of Joro's tent and Rangrim, uh, what is what is your passive perception? Or if you can just roll me a perception check, probably with disadvantage I, because of actually, yeah, what's passive? Because I'm drunk as shit. Uh, my passive perception is a sixteen. Okay, that's great enough. You see, over by the broken, shattered wall of Gate One, uh, you see this spectral, sparkling form that you've seen before. The same symbol, or the same figure that put that symbol of the eye on your hand. And as soon as you see it, your hand just like is absolutely burning. Um, and it's just like, you can see that the eye symbol, wait, I guess, I don't know, you still have it wrapped, don't you, or did you take it off? Oh, uh, so I still have it, I still have it wrapped with the, uh, okay. the red ribbon. You can see can. coming through the the lot like the the wrappings is just like this brilliant like burning hot light, um, and as you kind of like like ah uh, with your hand, uh, Cosmo, I need you to make a believe no, it's a intelligence saving throw. Intelligence saving throw. Okay. That is a 12. Okay. Um, you feel like your head is splitting um, as a very similar feeling of like just pain splits your head and you kind of fall to your knees as uh, you are just immediately tumbling into this, uh, this nightmare again that you've had where you're just fighting in this tunnel and these... Um, it's it's that it's literally the same uh, memory that you've had before of just like fighting in this tunnel and then the world above you gets pulled down and like you're crushed by rocks and like you're just dying, feel like you're dying under this pile of rocks. And Glenn, you see as you, both of your your friends like walk out of this and neither of you can see this this blue form. Um, mm-hmm. And Glenn, you look past Rangrim who's grabbing his hand and you see just this multitude of eyes and forms start walking out of the darkness towards the broken gateway at gate one and Rangrim you see that they're coming from behind the figure that is uh, standing that spectral figure uh, and that is where we're going to leave the session tonight. Nice. Oh shit. Well, they almost got out. 